Fate had not been kind to Katesh. She was a lively, good-looking girl, who could, in the normal course of events, have expected a rich choice of husbands from the farmers around. It was her bad luck that her father was so anxious to please the priests. When she heard that the mason had been asking for her, she was dismayed. "'I've heard about him,' she cried. "'They say he is small and ugly with a huge head.' "'He's the finest mason on the island,' her father told her, "'and he is very popular with the priests.' "'But what if I do not like him?' she protested. "'You'll be lucky if he'll have you,' she was told. "'When she first saw Numa, her worst fears were confirmed. "'While the little mason saw that she was discreetly eyeing him, "'he little guessed the unhappy thoughts that were going through her mind. "'He is ugly,' she thought, "'but I can bear that if I must. "'He is shorter than me. "'That's not so terrible. "'But he is—' "'She did not want to think of it. "'He is absurd,' she acknowledged. "'How shall I love him?' "'That night, as she thought of the young man, "'undefined but handsome, "'that she had always dreamed would be her husband, "'and as she realised that the rest of her life "'might be spent with this worthy fellow "'with his big solemn head, "'his bandy legs and the funny little hands "'that she had observed that day, "'she wept bitter tears. "'For two days she pleaded with her father.' but each time he turned his face away as though he could not hear her, and her mother only shook her head sadly. "'You must obey your father,' she told the girl. "'He will choose the right husband for you.' When the mason came for her and paid her father the absurdly low price that he had asked, she hid in the house and wept until her parents came in to fetch her. Then her mother firmly gave her the advice. It was really an order that was to see her through the rest of her life.' "'Remember, Katish, you are thirteen now, grown up. "'You must make your husband believe that you love him, "'and you must always obey him, that is your duty. "'Make sure you do both these things or you will suffer.' "'In the coming years she did her best. "'But on that sunny day, as the boat carried her towards her new home, "'and she looked up at the towering ridges "'and the broad, sweeping spaces of serum under the clear blue sky,' It seemed to the young girl that the rest of her life was ordained to be a long and terrible sacrifice. She remembered her mother's words. Night after night, as the little mason made vigorous love to her, thinking that he impressed her with his strength and passion, she tried to pretend that she too was carried away. And since the mason was filled with pride and excitement, it did not occur to him that his young bride might not be delighted with his passionate attention, his endless thrusts and his grunts of pleasure. Indeed, knowing the excitement she caused her little husband did give Katesh a momentary delight and satisfaction, but she was glad that on most days she was alone, and she did not look forward to the nights when he returned. Several times the mason took her to see the henge, where already the sacred bluestones were being moved to one side to make way for the new sarsens. Each time she noticed the grins of amusement on the faces of the labourers, and sensed the lewd jokes they were making in whispers as the bandy-legged mason led her proudly along. Each time she secretly cursed the gods for giving her a husband whom she could not love. It was at this time that the mason made a remarkable discovery. In order to make sure that he had fully understood the priest's designs, he had made for himself a little wooden model of the new henge, It was a fine piece of work, every measurement precisely to scale, and when the priests saw it they nodded their approval. This was exactly the temple they wanted. 
but although the priests were satisfied, Numa was not. Something about the model, he could not at first say what it was, displeased him, and for several days he studied it until he thought he understood the cause. What he did next made Katesh wonder if he had lost his mind and delighted the children from the neighbouring farms. Each night, now before retiring to bed, by the light of a taper, he would fashion curious little wooden arches, even tiny hinges a few inches high, each one with a subtly different shape. Then, at sunrise and sunset, he would place these little structures on the turf and lie on the ground watching them intently as the light caught them. Look, Numa is playing his game again, the children would cry, and they would fall.